A thing is not necessarily true because a man dies for it. Oscar Wilde. In Acts 16, we read three stories about three different people, three distinct backgrounds, three specific needs. This text from Acts 16 has been stirring in my heart for almost a half a year, and I pray it will inspire and equip you as well. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. Taylor, how you doing? Not bad, Brian. How you doing? I'm I'm doing great. Had fun at the the one year birthday party, even without wheat thins <laughs> last week. That was fun. I, it's too much peanut butter for me. <laughs> yeah. Anything good going on in your life right now? Uh, just kind of the same old, same old. To be perfectly honest, school mm-hmm. has started. The kids are being active. Now we're getting into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, no, nothing too crazy. Now you got to do something really cool though. Yeah. So our staff went down and visited Greenwood Rising. It's the new museum that just opened. Uh, in downtown Tulsa that tells uh, not just the story of the Tulsa Race Massacre, but really does a great job of unpacking the history of people coming to Oklahoma, um, why there were historically black communities. Nice. And then it, it tells what led up to 1921, but then really talks about the resilience of people, mm. uh, many of whom chose to stay and rebuild rather than just flee. And just the the optimism of the human spirit it really conveys that so uh, our staff had a great time there the people who lead the museum are believers and have the spirit of peace and unity and reconciliation that i really appreciate that's awesome and in the same tour as us was general manager of the oklahoma city i'm a big fan of his sam presti Ooh, of the thunder? Of the thunder. So nice. If, so basketball fans will be like, whoa, really? I was texting my son while I was there mm-hmm. and uh, telling him that I was going to try to find a basketball and get a workout in, see if maybe the thunder needed a middle-aged white guy to fill out the roster. They yeah. usually do. Oh, yeah. That's you, the textbook athlete that they're looking for. Yes, yes. Said no one ever. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah, but I can bring lots and lots and lots of experience. Not in the NBA. But I was going to say, of, of what, what type of experience? I'd say, I'd be, Mr. Presti, I am more experienced than anybody on your team just because I'm older. <laughs> so, I mean, technically you're not wrong. I, I mean, it works with Chris Paul. Okay, we're going to bring this back because <laughs> I'm really excited about this series. So let's, 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 bring, let's bring this back right now. So this too. is a new series called Disbelief Needs. And this is how we're going to be talking about um, kind of meeting the needs of friends who are unbelievers. But... First, we need an explanation. So lay it on me, Brian. Yeah. So for the we're going to do three episodes and cover one story from Acts chapter 16 in each episode yeah. where there's these three unique people. Uh, Paul encounters all three of them, and all three of them need something different from him to help lead them to Jesus. So we know that as God who does the saving, Paul doesn't do the saving, but God uses Paul in three different unique ways yeah. with the needs that these people had. And so we, I, our prayer is that we can give you some hope and some resources in thinking about the 
people in your life who are unbelievers. And if you can begin to realize, oh, this is what they need, then that's what you can begin praying about for them. And don't hear what we're not saying, oh, you precious listener. We're not saying three different gospels. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're not saying three different people with three different messages. Mm -hmm. We're saying it's the gospel, but it may come across a little different depending on the person. Yeah, so for the person in need, they might need food, Mm -hmm. they might need water, maybe Mm -hmm. they need a place to stay, but they're in need all the same. And and so uh, we just wanna realize that all of these people spiritually needed Jesus, but they had unique needs uh, that that God was able to meet through using his people, so. And the first person is going to be Lydia. And we've read about her in Acts chapter 16, verses 11 through 15, and then again in chapter 16, verse 40. And here's, I'm going to be reading from the NRSV. Okay. We set sail from Teos and took a straight course to Samarathes, and a court, uh, sorry, the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city in the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in the city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the woman who had gathered there. And a certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Theatira and a dealer in purple cloth. And the Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. And then later on in verse 40, we hear about her again. After leaving the prison, they went to Lydia's home. And when they had seen and encouraged the brothers and sisters there, they departed. Yeah, so we see that Lydia seems to be a, a, a businesswoman. Yeah. Successful in her business, uh, well thought of. When the text calls her a worshiper of God, we're assuming that she was probably... Um, a someone who was maybe not born Jewish but had become a believer in God at some point. That language seems to identify with that. But somebody who worshipped God but did not yet know of Jesus. Right. And so there she was, and Paul uh, comes down uh, where they're looking for a place to pray. Lydia's there, and it, it seems like the one big thing she needs is just an explanation. Yeah. Yeah, you does that remind you of some people in your life where, or encounters where you've had of, of people, a lot of things in their life may have been okay, mm-hmm. uh, but they just needed to know, what was going on. Yeah, absolutely. But or or even going further and saying that they misheard something or they had a preconceived mm-hmm. notion. Yeah. And what needed was just an appropriate explanation of what the message actually is. Um, I asked a minister once, how much of your ministry is correcting misinformed Christians of their own belief. And his response was, oh, often, uh, as, as pastors, we have to constantly say, no, that's not the gospel. Mm-hmm. This is. And lovingly guide and direct people with hopefully clear and understandable explanations. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really, really good. Um, Alan Hirsch said, Christianity without discipleship is Christianity without Jesus. And, and, and so people need an explanation, that discipleship of here's who Jesus is. And while people need kindness, while people may need acts of mercy, they, they may need lots of things. Yeah. But they also just need 
the explanation of here's who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And globally and historically, that's been done in different ways. It's been done through, um, you know, I, I remember there was a day when one of the great mission works was broadcasting radio signals into closed countries. And when I see, say closed countries, I mean countries that were closed to the gospel and closed to allowing missionaries in so that you could get outside the border but transmit a radio program inside where people could hear the gospel and people right. responded oftentimes when they heard it. Now that's being done with the internet. I have a friend who does uh, full-time mission work through the internet uh, in places where believers are coming to Jesus in places like Pakistan. Wow. Uh, where And then they're able to group people into little neighborhood house churches and it's being done online but it's it's the explanation yeah. uh, of the gospel and that happens too where somebody maybe has like you said grown up in the midwest and maybe heard something of jesus but then maybe heard some things that weren't true of yeah. jesus or maybe just started to believe some things that weren't true and they need an explanation as well we all need an explanation and that's why in the great commission Part of that, part of the the plan that Jesus gives us is teaching them everything I have commanded you. Yep, and that's go part of that and discipleship. Tell. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But her response is interesting. Once she hears the explanation, she lollygags and she doesn't do anything about it. And she just lets no, 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 that's not true. Her response is immediate. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no messing around. Nope. This is the truth. This is real, and this matters. And then she gets a house church, Mm -hmm. and then they begin to participate in Paul's ministry. Her her response to a clear explanation of the gospel um, is a clear indication of why such explanations are needed. Uh, How many times have you heard people say, well, this is the gospel? And you're like, that's not the gospel. Like, yeah. you know, Jesus wants you to be healthy and wealthy and wise. Oh, man, we're, we're, we're going down the, the road that we often go down. Yeah. When the gospel is presented in such a way that misses the death and resurrection of Christ and what he actually brings, of course, people are going to think they're Christians when yeah. they're not. Yeah. And your, your friends who are not believers— now they may need more than a day. Sure, it's great when you tell someone, you give them the explanation, and they immediately respond. Uh, but sometimes people need that explanation over and over. Yeah, and patience. And we want to encourage you: hang in there, keep praying for them, and keep praying that they will specifically understand and believe the explanation of the gospel. That they don't have to continue in their path. That there is hope. There is goodness in Jesus. And we believe because all people on this planet are created in the image of God, every human being deserves to hear an explanation for the gospel. That has to be part of our heartbeat. Absolutely. And we need to be, as we talked about earlier in our Romans uh, conversation, we need to not be ashamed of the gospel in terms of we need to be, we need to recognize everyone should hear it. And we do have a bit of a responsibility not to be Bible thumpers, but to in love and grace explain the gospel. Absolutely. I I believe with all my heart that if you begin praying for God to place some people in your life who need to hear the gospel, that he will answer that prayer for you. Uh, He's always been faithful to answer that prayer for me. One time I was actually in the place that you don't like. I was in a, in a workout gym and this was years ago. And I prayed that prayer while I was in the gym and I turned around and actually physically ran into somebody. Oh, gosh. 
uh, that I would come to find out who was a Hindu, and he needed an explanation of the gospel. And Mm. and God doesn't always answer that quickly within the second, (laughs) but he does always answer that uh, for me. And so if, if... uh, you're at a place in your life and you think, well, who should I tell? Begin praying that yeah. prayer for sure because uh, people need the explanation and it's our job to be ready to give it. Absolutely. Sometimes you'll have the opportunity to meet someone who just needs an explanation, not an argument, not a defense. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be persuasive. You're just explaining. And everything about their heart, it might already be lined up and yeah. ready to respond to Jesus. And God invites you to partner with his will on earth. One little sentence in that uh, passage that you read is really important. It says of Lydia, um, the Lord opened her heart. Paul's great message did not open her heart. It it wasn't his eloquence. And sometimes we're afraid that we're not going to say the perfect things. Right. Don't worry about that. Do your best. Study, prepare, pray, do your best. But it is the Lord who will open their heart. And I love that Luke points that out in this because it's encouraging for me to know I I don't have to open their heart. I have to be faithful to give the explanation, and it's the Lord who opens the heart. Absolutely. So if you're nervous about not having the right words or if you're nervous about, oh, what if I say the wrong thing, um, you probably will. Yeah. And that's okay because it is not entirely and solely contingent on your eloquence or your ability or your... I almost said speechiosity, and that's not a real word. I like it. You like that, speechiosity? Let's let's start it. All right, cool. Don't be worried about your (laughs) speechiosity. You need to be concerned about being faithful to what God has called all believers to do, which is go and tell the gospel. And that may come with providing an explanation. Yeah, man. It sounds like you just echoed it back. I did. I just echoed it back. (laughs) Well, guys, tune in next week for our our second episode of this series, Disbelief Needs, where we're going to be looking at the story, the second story in Acts chapter 16 of the slave girl. Mm -hmm. Sometimes sometimes disbelief needs an experience. So that's next week. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise.